Welcome back to Slow Tat. You said that like, I don't know. I, I felt like I was about to like get on a roller coaster or something. <laughs> like, please fasten your seatbelts and please keep all of your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Yes. And right on. So this episode is season one, episode 16, entitled Chocolate Cake. Something tells me we're going to see some chocolate cake in this episode. Like, you do. So that's a good thing for it. But that doesn't necessarily, like, just because the title is Chocolate Cake wouldn't necessarily mean in this show that it (laughs) has any relevance to anything. Right, right. The show has a habit of address like naming things but not addressing it at all yeah <laughs> so the opening scene is grace writing grace bowman underwood and mrs ricky underwood mm. basically combining all of their names plangent remember when you used to do that with our names in first grade okay can we not <laughs> <laughs> i felt really bad about bringing it up but i really wanted to um. I did do that because whenever I was younger, the whole world is just like when a boy and a girl are friends, that means that um, like they just do some weird heterosexual like stereotypes thrown onto children. It's real gross. And so whenever I told my parents that my friend was named Gregory and that it was a boy, they were like, oh, you're definitely going to get married one day. (laughs) Straight up. And it's to the point where I got used to throughout my entire life, whenever I would specify like a friend ever, I would do what Ashley did in the last episode and be like, it's a gender non-specific friend. I would just say, oh, I'm going to a friend's house. And like, I would never, ever try to say like, oh, he wants to do this or she Mm -hmm. wants to do this. Like, we're just not getting involved because I'm so sick of everyone being like, oh, you have a boyfriend. And they were never like, wait, you have friends? (laughs) Uh, No, never specifically. Maybe in their heads. (laughs) Are you the Ashley of your family? Uh, Actually, I'm not. Thank God. I am the favorite of everyone. Yeah, I'm the Amy. Well, I'm not pregnant, though, so (laughs) (laughs) I can't say specifically that. Have you ever had side bangs? Be honest. I didn't. I did in fourth grade, which was like before all the side bang yeah. stuff. I did just cut my own bangs like straight across. Yeah. Because I wanted them on picture day. It was literally like on school picture day that I did it. My parents were not happy about it, but it's okay. But I never had like the swoopy bangs. I think I wanted them though. I just n- didn't want to like. I feel like everyone, it. even I had them. <laughs> <laughs> we all just wanted to be really cool emo people. Yeah. So after that, um, while Grace is doing that, uh, Grace calls Adrian, who's in bed, and she had to tell her that she and Ricky aren't together anymore because Ricky's dad is around. Then Adrian says that they he went back to prison, and we pan out, and we see that Ricky's in bed with Adrian. And then Adrian tells Grace that Jack told her that he saw Bob uh, buying drugs um, who then called Ruben and then he was arrested for parole violations. And mm-hmm. we were just like, we mentioned it last episode, but I didn't talk about it. But I don't know if that would actually be enough to get him arrested because my roommate's a parole officer and like 
they be on drugs all the time, but it usually isn't enough to get them sent back to prison. Okay. Like, they might have to be, like, they might have to go through, like, Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or, like, you know, pay a fine or whatever, but, like, just doing the drugs isn't really enough to send them back to prison, but I guess that would just depend on the person. Yeah, I mean, it could, I don't know if it's, like, I have no idea about any of this. I'm just talking, (laughs) but is there like possession of drugs, the amount of drugs you possess sort of affects the consequences of it? The thing is when I first watched it, I thought that he was selling drugs and I think think that would be enough. If you have like a lot of drugs on your person and you're selling them, that would definitely be enough to send you back to prison. But if you just have drugs and like have them in your system I don't know if that would be enough because they never mentioned that like oh he was tested and they, he had all these drugs in his system like I think it, it would was, be more that they physically like searched his lime green yeah. muscle car and found drugs in it I don't I don't think he was I think he was buying them not selling them because if he was yeah. selling them then like he would be making money right so he wouldn't have the whole like you would need Money to issue. sell a baby. He wanted to sell the baby to buy more drugs. <laughs> it's so, it's weird. It was an easy out for them. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, Adrian suggests that maybe Grace and Ricky can start dating again. And then Grace tells Adrian that she's a good friend. And then before she hangs up, she's like, oh, wait, how are you doing? And then Adrian says, she's fine, but lonely. Good night. Um, hangs up the phone. Adrian tells Ricky that Grace is in love with him, but he isn't in love with Grace because they never had sex. And you have to have sex to be in love. Yes. Obviously. Obviously. And then Ricky says that um, he just fucked Adrian, but he doesn't love her, LOL. Mm-hmm. And then Grace calls Ricky. Ricky says that he's still dealing with stuff. And then Grace offers to help and just talk. And she's like very insistent. Like, you can tell, call me anytime you need to. I'll be there. Which, like, that's nice, but a little thirsty grace, come on. <laughs> Aggressively um, supportive. Yeah. Ricky mentions that tomorrow he has a date with Amy to talk about the baby. And then, why does he have to say it, like, date? Yeah, just to Just to make these two girls who, like, actually want to date him mad, I guess. Right. <laughs> so then uh, Adrian says that she hopes Ricky enjoyed having sex with her because it'll be the last time. Then Ricky this... says, doubt it, and then gets up in the <laughs> Falling in love. I just don't get why Adrian is so mad about this. Like, obviously, he's going to talk to Amy about the baby. Like, it exists. He's not ignoring it. I think it's just because, like, she lives by herself and she just doesn't really have the attention from anyone else. So she doesn't want Ricky giving his attention to someone else like a baby. (laughs) But again, I just, I I'm just reading into things because the show won't actually spell it out. I for guess us. it's just it's been established time and time again. And Adrian continuously just gets mad at Ricky for things. And it's like he always is like this. Like he's very upfront with her yeah. about uh-huh. what this is to him. And she's always like expecting more from it. And I'm like, I don't know what you want, Adrian. Like he's yeah. telling you. Girl, exactly. It's time to move on. Yeah. I don't know. So, after falling in love, we're back in the dreaded hallway. Adrian invites Jack over. 
he says that he's busy mentoring and making the world a better place, or at least that's what the brochure says. Um, he says it'll make him feel better about not dating on a Friday night. And then Jack asks if Amy and Ricky aren't thinking of getting together. Um, then we cut over to Ben saying to Henry that Ben and Amy can't be seeing each other tonight. And then Henry says his experience with normal women is limited to <laughs> Ashley and Alice. Ew. No. Also, like, normal women? Women? <laughs> I don't know. Alice, normal? <laughs> I think he's making That's the a point. Bold statement. I think he's making the point that they're not normal. And so he has no experience with any normal women. And Amy's normal. I mean, <laughs> pretty basic. I mean, basic? it's not normal yeah, to be pregnant at 15, but like normal and the fact that if she wasn't pregnant, she would just be basic white 15 year old girl with no horn. personality. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. French horn is a personality trait. Right. So then Grace literally swoops in to say that yeah, Ricky is going to Amy's tonight. She didn't tell you? And then she immediately walks away, which is a <laughs> habit of Grace's apparently because she does it all the time. Inserting herself in conversation and walking away And then away leaving immediately no... <laughs> to walk down the hall. So weird, but it was pretty funny. I liked it. <laughs> so then Amy enters, Henry leaves. She's wearing this cute lavender silk poncho thing, kind of bohemian, you know, okay. like the vibes. Okay. I mean, like... Compared to the other things that she's wearing. I mean, it could it's be the worse. Most, yeah, it definitely could be worse. Um, so then Ben says, people think that Ricky is coming over to see you tonight. Which is just a weird way to say that. Yeah. Like, um, I guess word spreads fast. I don't know. Yeah, the word that Ricky is just going over to Amy's. Like, Yeah, weird. this should not be a big deal. It's not really, okay. it's not really hot gossip. No. Like the hot gossip was that she's pregnant. Yeah. Imagine like, what else is there to say with that? Like, like imagine if the again. rumors at high school were just like, I heard this person is just going over to someone's house just to talk to them. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, that's it. What? So, but apparently that really fucks them off. She confirms and then she was like, Oh yeah, I was gonna tell you. But she had it planned for a couple of days and Ben was offended that he was just finding out about it now. And so he slams his walker, his locker and walks away. Walk. Yeah. <laughs> Amy calls him mature. And then he says it back and then runs into Mark Molina. And then he goes and says, marriage sucks, huh? <laughs> I hate him. The two of them together are the worst. Not a great combination. Yeah. And unfortunately, we have to see them together. So they go into Mark's office to talk about it. Ben thinks he's entitled to be included into the conversation of the baby. Then there's like another his baby, her baby, their baby moment. Even Mark is sick of of his shit for fighting over the kid. Uh, Ben thinks that Mark like should do his job and mediate a meeting between Amy, Ben, and Ricky. And then Mark which I think this is really funny, says no, because that's not part of his job as a student counselor. He (laughs) finally reads his job description. Yes, like, where has that been this whole time? Yeah, he literally says, like, yeah, my job here is to help you join extracurriculars and find a job and choose colleges. And it's like, yeah, like, 
you should have like, why didn't you say that like 15 episodes ago? Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Ben calls him out on that kind of too, where he's like, you were the one who like helped me get with Amy. Like we've been talking about this yes, the whole time. Exactly. But where even then Mark from? didn't specifically do that. Like no. help him get with Amy. But, but he then. also didn't shut down the conversation entirely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to do that with Ben because Ben just keeps He's talking. He yeah. does not listen to what other people say in general. But yeah. So Ben says that he has to help him get involved because he got him involved with Amy in the first place. Mm-hmm. Then he asks how his wife is. And he says that he talks about how his wife and mother-in-law are looking for a house for the three of them. Then goes off about how he's a bum. And then blames Ben for coming in with his personal problems of getting married at 15 with a custody battle. And then he randomly reveals that he's a cop. Mm-hmm. And then, because like Th- he this isn't went even... to school for like yeah. a bunch of different majors and stuff. And then he said that he just wanted to help people, but helping people <laughs> doesn't pay, which is kind of ironic. Yeah. At some point, he's like, I'm not even good at it. Like, I'm not <laughs> good at helping people. Like it sounded nice. Self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) So then Ben asks if he can still arrange the meeting. And then it fades into the next scene, which doesn't even change the setting. It's literally Amy and Ricky walking into the office at the same time and saying, You wanted to see me, which weird that they would both walk in and say that, but okay. And then like Ben is just sitting in the chair waiting and like looks back at the both of them. Mm -hmm. Then Amy and Ricky both walk out because obviously. Yeah, they're all like, they don't want to be involved in that. Yeah, Ben and Ricky talk, and he's mad about bringing Mark Molina into his business mm-hmm. because he knows what to talk about with Amy, but there's nothing for all three of them to discuss that needs to be mediated because, like, yeah. it's none of Ben's business. Yeah, um, accurate. So then Ricky ends up inviting Ben over to Amy's to talk talk with them since he wants to talk so bad but like Ben pussies out saying like oh Amy wouldn't like that and then Ricky's like oh so is Amy just gonna make all the decisions in your life it's a long time to wait for what you really want just ask Mr. V- Mr. Molina which is kind of vague and weird because like mm-hmm. how does Ricky even know about I guess that? everyone's just aware of Mark Molina's marriage issues yeah, at this I point guess. he just won't shut up about it to anyone I mean, maybe. he is making it everyone else's problem yeah <laughs> So, but like, honestly, Ricky just absolutely trolling. Like, oh, you want to come? Sure, why not? Like, I mean, someone needs to fucking talk Ben into doing this shit. I mean, like, makes a good point. Like, I don't know. But also, you think talk. Ben being as entitled as he is would be the kind of person to just show up, even though it's none of his business. I mean, it's surprising. Like, he does it every other time. Like, why yeah. wouldn't this time be any different? And, like, he does end up doing it this time. I mean, I guess technically Ricky invites him, but he knows Amy doesn't want him there. Yeah. So it really shouldn't matter that Ricky is like, yeah, sure, because Amy is the one he's dating, so Amy should be the one. If he wants to do this correctly, Amy should Mm -hmm. be the one to, like, ask him to come, but whatever. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. No one cares about Ben. No. So um, next scene... Ricky calls Adrian to tell her that the meeting should be done by 10, but then Adrian's like not interested in sleeping with Ricky anymore. And she has like a new guy coming over. Ricky thinks that it's Jack, but she says that he's busy making the world a better place for humanity. Um, They hang up and then 
uh, Adrian opens the door to reveal Max, who is like her fake stepbrother, to right. talk about Ruben leaving his mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so then next scene is Grace playing solitaire. Um, <laughs> her fruit bowl has three apples. The phone rings. It's Ricky. Grace invites him over since her parents, Tom and Tammy, are all out of the house. And it's okay because her parents trust them together. But then he says that he's going over to Amy's. Um, He said that he was feeling anxious. So he asks Grace to pray for him. Kind of cute. Then Grace says it's never too late for him to come over. And she'll bake chocolate chip cookies for him. Because they're his favorite, I guess. Yes. I mean, I... I like the the shift in Grace being like, I'll bake some cookies instead of sitting here playing solitaire. Yeah. <laughs> like that actually gives me purpose right now because I am just doing absolutely. You wonder why Grace, time. like where were Grace's parents like chaperoning a date between Tom and Tammy? No, I don't know. I mean, I don't see why. Like, both why of wouldn't them Grace would have to gone? I don't. I honestly don't remember the setup of any of that. <laughs> thing but well, like they just throw in random details that aren't important i just thought i laughed whenever i saw her playing solitaire i don't know why I, it was really funny because it's like oh there. she's sitting at home by herself yes. of course she's gonna play solitaire <laughs> yes like she doesn't have anything else that could occupy her time yeah like i mean like to be fair the last scene that we saw grace in she was just writing their names together doing nothing so have you ever like do you ever physically play solitaire <laughs> I don't really know how to play solitaire. So. Not even like on the computer? No. I used to play solitaire like in class a lot of time, like on my really? computer. Yeah. But um, no, my like, I, that is something I would do if I was in a room with other people just like watching TV or like mm-hmm. chatting and I would yeah. just pull out cards to like do something with my hands mm-hmm. while we're hanging out. But like, I wouldn't just sit in a quiet room by myself. Like to entertain yourself? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So uh, next scene, um, Jack is waiting for his mentee, Duncan, who is late because he said that he was catching a bus home from being a grocery bagger. Mm -hmm. And my plan, Jen, is like, do grocery stores still have baggers? Um, I don't know. I mean, I feel like clerks like they're trained sort of to like be cashiers and also bag stuff like I don't think that's a dedicated thing well at the grocery store that we always went to growing up they had like designated baggers like and it was actually really useful because you know my dad like we'd be buying groceries for like 8,000 fucking people Mm -hmm. and like you can't bag all the groceries yourself as a cashier yeah and, like they I have mean, another person come over and like help bag them all and it's like actually kind of useful i definitely I just have don't been to grocery stores where there are like someone there's someone being the cashier and someone bagging but i feel like the people who are bagging are also like they ju- they do other stuff at the store they don't just yeah. sit there and bag I mean, groceries I think it all can day be implied that they're trained in multiple places i just don't see people specifically doing the bagging part anymore yeah, actually, the I last like time the last time I went to the grocery store, like last week, um, I went to a self checkout, and then there was someone who was bagging my stuff, but I was doing the checking. Oh my out. god! 
That would be so useful because I was just doing self-checkout at a giant eagle yesterday and it's so frustrating because like Mm -hmm. I work in retail. I know how to bag my own shit, but I can't do the damn thing because it's like, oh my God, if I scan it too fast and I don't put it down like correctly, it's going to be like, please remove the item from the bag. It is in the bagging area. Just do the thing. Yes. It is super so frustrating and I really hate it because like it's like now it's like the majority of them are self-checkouts and Mm -hmm. it's like if I'm buying more than five things it just isn't useful to my time well yeah and it's like at a self-checkout if you if you have more than five things you're gonna send it and it's gonna like if you go to one with like the conveyor belt thing and then the bagging area is at the end it's gonna fill up with your stuff like not that exactly or soon not that long I don't know but (laughs) like then you would have to walk over to it and like stop scanning things bag it and then go back yeah it's like so convoluted like they really need to fix that yeah but like I said like mine had someone bagging my stuff at the end so that's an interesting take on that that would be nice yeah remember when they said that like self-checkouts would replace grocery store workers and like they just are the fucking worst I like self-checkouts. I actively seek them out. I I like self-checkout if I'm just buying like two things. I don't want to have to do a self-checkout for an entire cart of groceries. I guess. Yeah. So anyway, um, Shauna is telling Jack that they don't have parents, so they need jobs. She didn't specify Mm -hmm. like why they don't have parents. They just don't have parents of any kind. Perhaps that will be a plot line down the road. Maybe. Um, Duncan calls, says he picked up some more hours and won't be home until later. Shauna says that Jack can either stay or leave until he gets back and, or like he can just stay and she'll entertain him. So then Jack says, entertain me in a very suggestive manner. Mm -hmm. So next scene, Amy's in her closet. She's looking for an outfit (laughs) to wear for some reason, which like you're already wearing clothes. Like, yeah, he was already dressed up for the day. Which, yeah. anyway, so Ashley shows up and is basically accusing her of trying to get with Ricky. And then she was like, I'm not I'm going to make the same mistake twice. Not like it's possible. <laughs> Amy gets pissed and says that she isn't trying to get with Ricky. She just needs to talk to him about getting him to agree on signing off on adoption papers. Otherwise, it isn't worth interviewing all these couples. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, she's just going to have the baby drop out and embrace teen motherhood. Um, Ashley tells Amy that she's being dramatic and to stop feeling sorry for herself and said that she should have done the responsible thing six months ago, which is like, damn, kind of harsh. Amy then gets so fired up and then weakly knocks Ashley over (laughs) onto the ground, which like, like that force would not have knocked over a person unless they were trying to just go to the ground. It was was really funny, but like after she does that. Ashley's like, be careful of the baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Ashley reminds her that, like, yes, you have to talk to Ricky, but you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. And then that's the end of that scene, I guess. I guess. You see Molly in the kitchen. She's cooking. She has a new hairdo. George comes in and then accuses her of trying to sleep with Ricky too because she's I cooking. And then Molly's like, yes, because I'm also trying to have Ricky's baby. <laughs> Which is, like, <laughs> hilarious. Like, thank you, Molly. Yeah. Um, so then 
she's just said that she's making some snacks for the kiddos before she goes out, which like wasn't just a couple of snacks. It was just like a whole fucking whole counter table. of yeah. old nerves. Yeah. And I guess the thing that she was like making were stuffed mushrooms, but they didn't look like stuffed mushrooms to me, but whatever. I didn't notice that. So um, George says that she can't leave them alone together because he has plans to go to Donovan's, his um, like worker. Mm-hmm. And Molly is surprised because it's like, oh, you've never name. done that in the 10 years that they worked together. This is the first time we hear Donovan's name. Yeah. So we knew Leon's name. Yeah, we knew like, Leon's <laughs> name. We didn't know Donovan. Yeah. So then she asks if Leon is going to be there. And then he's like, who? <laughs> and then Molly's like, yeah, you know, they consider themselves married, which was a weird way to mention that. But yeah. okay. And like, so like my plan with that is like, I had already thought that marriage, like gay marriage was legal in California at this time. I don't know. But I, I mean, looked it up. Not nationally. Well, I knew it wasn't legal yeah. nationally, but I looked it up and apparently it wasn't legalized until June of 2008. But then they passed Proposition 8, which halted all gay marriage licenses from November 2008 until June 2013. What? So, like, for that, like, five-month period, gay couples could get married, but then for those few years after Prop 8, they couldn't get married anymore, but all the gay marriages that were performed during that time were really? still legal. Okay. Which I, I just thought was weird quite because, understand. Like, it's, <laughs> it's okay. California. Like, you'd think that, like, they love the gays. You thought they would yeah. have been legalized a lot earlier. What was the first state to nationalize or to legalize gay marriage? Massachusetts. Nice. When? And I think that was either in 2001 or 2005. Okay. Either way, it was one of those two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so good for Massachusetts, I guess. Yes. Um, so then Molly tells George that he's allowed to go out. Um, she said that she's going to go see Reverend Stone. And then George says, that's a match made in Hades. <laughs> Which is like a really weird way to say that. Because <laughs> Sorry, like, isn't Hades like a god, not a place? It's both. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Greek mythology. Weird, weird way to say. They do call that, hell Hades. Just saying hell, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, you would think that it would be more natural for him to say hell, like, instead of referencing Greek mythology, but... I guess they just wanted to slice it up a bit. Yeah. So, then, um, they... Oh, then Molly says that her and Reverend Stone are just talking about couples who might want to adopt, and then George leaves angrily because he doesn't want to adopt. Um, so then Ashley comes in and she thinks Molly's wearing makeup for Ricky. Again, why? Yes, again. <laughs> Molly tells Ashley to be more supportive of Amy for whatever decision that she may make. Um, Molly then spends 10 minutes moving stuffed mushrooms that don't look like stuffed mushrooms from the baking tray to a plate. And then whenever she finally does that, the door knocks, it's Ben. And she's like, oh, like it's expecting you and I don't know. So Ben's like, no. Ben, yeah. <laughs> ben comes in, then Molly leaves, and then the front doorbell rings. And then as Amy goes to answer it, she sees Ben in the hallway. And then while she answers, Ben like starts begging to stay. Yeah. And then Ricky's like, don't beg. Like, because it's cringy as hell. Like, yeah. What? So then um 
Ricky says he doesn't care who else is home because he doesn't want the baby to be adopted. And then Amy's just like, okay, fine. It's yours. End of that scene. Commercial break. Schizophrenia medication. Uh, We come back. (laughs) Amy thinks that Ricky should just do what she would do. Drop out, get a full-time job, find a daycare, raise the baby while she and Ben do normal things. Like stay in the band, go to dances. Okay. You know. (laughs) At this point, I was like, oh, Ben is still in the band. He's still doing that. Yeah, I guess. Like, like, we're at the point in the show where, like, they just don't mention band or French horn ever again. But, like, it's still part of their personality. Yeah, it used to be in every episode. But, like, I don't think they've said the word French horn in a while. Yeah. We haven't even seen Ricky's drumsticks in his pockets for a few episodes. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, we, I just did that whole like six episode binge, so it feels like we've seen, like I saw it very recently. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't remember specifically like how long ago that was in episode terms. His father being on the show just like triggered him so much he just couldn't <laughs> play the drums. I guess he gave up the drums, his one passion. Right. So that um, Ricky just finds out that it's a boy. Amy mm-hmm. thinks that's why he would be better off with Ricky, even though it would be best to be raised by two adults. Yeah. Then Amy leaves Ben and Ricky to decide on what she should do. Okay, which... straight up, this is my favorite Amy moment of the show <laughs> so far. Like, I mean, yes. it's kind of funny. because like, they're all trying to make decisions for her, whatever, it's like, fine. You want to decide what to do with the baby? I'll give birth to it, and then it's yours. You can do yeah. whatever you want with it. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. Like, good for her. <laughs> I mean, it's basically just like a what do they call it? A pissing contest between Ben and Ricky. Mm-hmm. So, um, then we cut to the next scene. Max and Adrian. Max says that he knew that Adrian existed, but didn't think that she'd pop up out of nowhere. He asks about her mom and her finances. Adrian asks him about his father, who was apparently in the mm. military and cheated on his mom a lot. That's why they got divorced, I guess. Um, Max think that, thinks that Ruben is going to leave his mom for Cindy again. And then Adrian says that she's way too independent and Ruben is too tightly wound to do that. Um, then Adrian asks if Max, who loves long walks on the beach and sex in the sand um then he's important like, details yeah then he's like jk and then adrian reminds him that they're not related which why do we keep having this trope in shows yes so, we love the age-old question is it incest yes so then <laughs> max says that he doesn't want to fuck his fake stepsister and then mm-hmm. adrian says shut up we're not related <laughs> but we're attracted to each other she says it's not gonna be easy he's gonna have to work for it and then he immediately kisses her and then he says then adrian says work harder which was kind of sexy yeah even though they're like fake step siblings yeah i mean at this point it's like it's not like they live under the same roof they don't live under the same roof they're not related not related but it's still like weird enough it is weird for sure so Next scene, we're at the gays. George mm-hmm. is eating at Donovan's uh, Leon special chicken etouve. Okay, have you I have ever a question. Had? I have not. Have you? Do you watch this with subtitles? Um, 
Yes, I do. Okay. It does not know how to translate <laughs> It's so funny. It's just like time. a bunch of different letters and percent time. I wrote it down. It's like, it's capital A with a tilde over it. Mm-hmm. The copyright C with a circle around it. T-O-U-F-F. The capital A with a tilde. The copyright C and then E. <laughs> like why it just can't know. process accent marks i guess i was absolutely dying though every time i saw it okay Etouf- so, like chicken etouffee what is that though um chicken etouffee um i've definitely had it before but i don't think my parents called it that okay um i'm gonna it's basically just like out. it's basically just like i don't know if you it's not like a soup <laughs> or a chowder it's just like chicken mixed up with like flour and some vegetables and stuff kind of like it's almost like a casserole okay that's like like the closest thing I could compare it to it's like you put a bunch of stuff in a pot and like put it in the oven or something yeah like it's not like you're really transforming anything no not really I mean I think I think etouffee is like really popular and like uh new orleans and stuff because like friendship but because friendship french shit oh i was like what hence all the accent marks on a to right right, right. so um i lost my plot oh okay so uh george is eating leon special chicken etouffee donovan mentions that he made a triple layer chocolate cake with caramel icing so the title of the episode yet we learn about the cake and then george is like who wouldn't want to live here you gays (laughs) and then everyone laughs and then george says that he shouldn't make assumptions and then asks leon specifically if he's out Mm -hmm. and then he says he's way out which was kind of weird because it's like they're men that live together they're obviously very homosexual Mm -hmm. yeah they're out yeah Whatever. Like, it, like Donovan talks openly about him all the time to yeah. George, so uh-huh. like he wouldn't do that if Leon yeah. wasn't out. But plus, okay, he's George. known them for ten years, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you anyway. would assume he's been over there before, but they're acting like this is like their introduction dinner. <laughs> yeah. So then Donovan reminds him that not all gay men are good cooks, but Leon is. Mm-hmm. And. This brings me to IMDb Corner. The actor that okay. plays Leon is nice. named Larry Sullivan. Okay. He was born before 9-11 in 1970, making him like 51 years old. Before in- 9-11. So like September 10th. Okay. 1970. That's my mom's birthday. Really? Not 1970, but September 10th. Okay. So he was born. Recently September- got distracted at work on Friday by just watching videos of 9-11 which like <laughs> obviously happens every so often but like <laughs> I guess I don't say I've ever like as much as I talk about 9-11 I don't go out of my way to watch 9-11 okay. videos so what had happened was that uh I think I've mentioned before that I get like these spam emails from Quora that like yeah. question website and the, it'll just have random questions that it thinks I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, are there any pictures or videos of the fires inside the Twin Towers on 
and then the answer had like inside the towers like pictures and stuff and i was just like oh interesting interesting because i i've actually never thought about that yeah and so then i went down and then i ended up just going down the rabbit hole of just like it just transitioned into watching videos of like the the towers falling and stuff yeah (laughs) well anyway i'm glad that we managed to get a 9-11 tangent somehow (laughs) so anyway he was born in new haven connecticut he's six feet tall his most prominent roles are guest starring on will and grace as will's ballet dancing boyfriend on their first holiday episode uh he also plays recurring character officer andy acres on csi he also played mitchell's ex on modern family for an episode He's also been on Zoe 101, 24, Bones, Jane the Virgin, basically lots of CBS shows as like side character. Sure. Um, the funniest thing though, he worked as a Ninja Turtle at Disney World with Backstreet Boy Kevin Scott Richardson. Oh, with right? Backstreet. <laughs> okay. So Is- clue this, before he was a Backstreet Boy, they were both Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Oh, um, good to specify husband, before he was a Backstreet Boy, not post-Backstreet yeah. <laughs> I had to specify yeah. that. So his husband is actor David Menachkin, or Monaghan, I don't know how you pronounce it. Um, they've been together since 2001. They have an adopted son named Cooper, and their family was featured on a Campbell's Soup commercial in 2015. Love that and for them. his husband was on seven episodes of Dawson's Creek as Toby Barrett. Nice. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Yes. Uh, somehow we always end up coming back to Dawson's Creek with this show. It always, all roads lead to Dawson's Creek. I have I no so. idea what Dawson's Creek is about or what it is. I wouldn't be able to tell you what it's about either. I just know that James Vanderbeek is on it. Mm-hmm. I think that song, this might be wrong, I think that song never saw is from that. Yeah, I think so too. I don't know. So um, back to the eating scene, the gays are arguing over what George should eat next. Then they say that they ordered a boxing fight on pay-per-view and then George basically wants to become a throuple with them. Essentially. Right. So next scene, um, Reverend Stone and Molly are at a bar and they're talking about some couples that are looking to adopt within his parish. He goes on to describe them and their very specific interests um, (laughs) and their names, the the Lavenders, the Carpenters, and the Buckners, who are young. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he goes on to describe that the man is a wrestler and his thighs are like tree trunks. (laughs) Just but she's that. just a little wistful. Oh again. gosh. Like that's the details. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate the detail of his tree trunk thighs. Yes. I can always appreciate those that. are those are the thoughts that uh Reverend Stone is having. <laughs> yeah, he probably plays like rugby or something. Yeah. Like he also mentions that like one of the families like hung out and played didgeridoos with like the aboriginals and australia very excited for the didgeridoo reference yep (laughs) i do have a didgeridoo and i enjoy playing it you do have a didgeridoo i do have a do (laughs) okay (laughs) so then molly's like why are you telling me all these weird specific things about these couples and then 
Reverend admits that he didn't want to consider any of them for adoption yet if there's a chance that they won't get divorced for Ashley's sake because she asked him as a favor like two episodes previously. Mm -hmm. So then Molly says she's absolutely certain about the divorce and then Reverend says that he's going to look for some more serious adoption inquiries. Okay, my problem with this, it should not matter whether the Molly and George stay together for right. the adoption of the baby. I feel like those are not two related things. They're not related, but like at the same time, like I guess it kind of makes sense. Like it's easier to raise a child in the home if like both of the grandparents are also together. Like, I mean, currently they are both in the home still. Yeah. I mean, that's not like a long-term solution probably, but it wouldn't like they would still have the same financial support because like obviously George and Molly both care about it still and like I mean they would still take like help take care of it it's just that like taking it between houses would be kind of like hard but I don't know know it just doesn't seem like something that totally needs to be related other than like the concept of oh we're already tearing apart our family by getting divorced let's also quote-unquote tear it apart by like (laughs) getting rid of the baby that would be yeah. part of this mm-hmm. family let's just not bring it into that no <laughs> i don't know so in the next scene we're back at ricky and ben ricky says he doesn't know how he'd take the baby ben speaks ricky says it's convenient how he and amy are married or not when they want to be and how they want or don't want the baby when they want which yeah. like yeah yeah Ben says that he wants the baby, but it's Ricky's baby. But Ricky says he's only the father. Amy still has to birth it. But Amy wants out of the responsibility that's been thrust upon her. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. So Ben says that it's Ricky's responsibility. Then Ricky basically calls Ben a pussy again. And he says he's just jealous of Ricky. Ricky says he's jealous of Ben because Ben has a choice in the matter. Mm-hmm. Which like, yeah you're right ben can just leave why then he's like why would you even settle on your first ever girlfriend who was pregnant at 15 instead of moving on to literally anyone else true truth so ricky he's correct. like you know what happens if amy ends up leaving ben in that sense yeah baby together, i know? mean this episode really is like all of a sudden like what if Ricky and Amy want to get together everyone just assumes even though they had they had pretty much left that alone for a long time like why all of a sudden now just because they're going over to talk about the baby like literally every character is like oh Ricky and Amy are in love with each other obviously if they're actually going to talk to each other (laughs) doesn't make any sense Mm -mm. so then Ricky didn't then Ricky says he didn't ask to come over, just like how um, Ricky didn't ask Amy out for coffee at band camp either. And it's like, whoa, new band camp lore just dropped. <laughs> new lore. Because we didn't know that Amy asked Ricky out for coffee yeah. at band camp, which led to her getting pregnant, I guess. I guess, apparently. I can't wait for the band camp episode. It's coming up. Not that long. So, next scene. Amy comes back into the room. Ricky's already gone. 
Ben says that he should have no say in what happens to the baby because they aren't married and he isn't the father. No mm-hmm. fucking shit. It's about yeah. time. How did it take you this long to get here? Right, exactly. So then he says that Ricky and Amy will always be tied together to the baby for the rest of its life, which Ben says he can handle, but he thinks he should back off and leave Ricky and Amy to decide without him bothering them. Yeah, no fucking shit, Ben. Yeah. Like, thank you for finally learning this after all this time. Mm-hmm. And then it it almost seems like a breakup, which we can only hope that's what it is. And then he leaves. I think it's like halfway a breakup. Like, yeah. a, I'm considering breaking up with you. Like, make this decision and then we can talk. Is it, does he say something like, I, he thinks that Amy just wasn't honest with him about Ricky coming over and he's like upset about that specifically. That, I mean, he mentioned that earlier, like before they came over. Because it seemed to me like he was like, okay, fine. I'll be okay with you and Ricky, like having this baby together. I get there's nothing I can do about that, but you weren't honest with me about this. And so Oh, I'm upset about that specifically and want to leave. I guess so, because Ben was pressed that, like, she didn't tell him that as soon as she decided that. Which, like, told him when he first saw her. It should not have to be, like, that I hate him in general. (laughs) Ben's the worst. Yeah. So, oh, where did the words go? Um, I tapped you last week. <laughs> so then, um, oh, I have to find my place again. Okay. Oh, so next scene, Falling Amy in. comes, uh, no, Ricky is at Grace's talking about how he wouldn't be a good father at this time. So adoption is probably the best. He tells Grace that he's been avoiding therapy because it's work to do that. And then He says that Grace helps him forget about all the pain and she's so special and he doesn't think that he's good enough for Grace. And then I'm like, why do I kind of like them as a couple? Like, they're kind of cute. I said that at the beginning of like the series, I was like, I mean, the concept of Ricky and Grace, like kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. (laughs) So then they kiss and then they stand up and then they kiss one more time before he leaves. And then next scene, getting kind of saucy. Adrian and Max are asleep on the couch. He's shirtless. Mm. Eh. Door knocks. Ruben comes in to check on her because apparently Cindy tried calling her on a layover and she didn't pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, Adrian like hides Max under a under blanket, blanket before yeah. Ruben comes in. And Ruben assumes that it's Ricky under the blanket, but he sees the shoes. Those shoes are so crusty and gross. Yeah, yeah they were. Why? Like this man, <laughs> get him so some shoes. Then he pull, like, yeah, get some new shoes for your son. Yes. So then he pulls off the blanket. He exclaims in Espanol. And he's like, your step-siblings. But like, the show is obsessed with technicalities. Um, then Ben says his mom wanted him to come over and check things out. And then he leaves with his shirt off. Okay. Um, Ruben asks if she sleeps with every single guy that she meets. And then she says no. And all they did was sleep. And make out. And- <laughs> so then Ruben forbids her from ever seeing him again. Fat chance. 
he can't get her to listen because she doesn't break laws, which good point. Yeah. She doesn't break laws. She just does whatever she wants still. Like she just does things consensually with other people. (laughs) Like Yeah, and everything works out fine for her. (laughs) Anyway. Then he tells her if she wants him as a father, she needs to respect him. And then she goes, add Missy to the end of it. You better show me more respect, Missy. And then he leaves. And then she tells him to say goodnight to her brother. She is so wild in this scene. Yeah, (laughs) she's the toot on this girl. (laughs) Like, it's kind of a girl boss moment, but it's a a little little misdirected. I don't know. I like, why are you like why are you fighting for this man who's kind of I, your brother I don't know I don't know I don't like Ruben in general because she does not like she never wanted him in her yeah. life as a father I don't know why he literally he just inserted himself is allowed in to life. insert himself into her life like why is that yeah. allowed but okay right I mean, so, I, I agree with him, though, that, like, this is weird, but, like... Yeah, it is weird, and, like, he should probably put a foot down, but at the same time, like, he doesn't have custody over her. No. He's over there. No. Anyway, next scene, Duncan comes home from work and then asks if Jack is making the world a better place for humanity because he walks in on Jack and Shauna, like, kissing, I guess. I don't know. Or just... They were I don't really think they close. were even kissing. Yeah, they it were didn't just... Look- like they weren't kissing in the scene, but like then they were both like, just like oh, slouching, talking. Like they were like sitting on the couch, like really yeah. low, like not. They were like slouching, like not yeah. laying down, but like it was kind of weird. But they like but sit up, like as if they were doing. So- I don't know. It's weird. Like they make it seem like it was more than just talking. Which, right. If it is more than just talking, make it more than just talking. Because that's literally all they were doing. But anyway, Duncan doesn't believe them. Tells them he'll leave them to it and says goodnight. Jack says that he's the worst mentor ever. Shauna just says that he needs help Duncan getting out. Jack wants to help him, but he's also really into Shauna because, you know, they just met each other once, I guess. And yeah. But then Shauna reveals that she has a boyfriend and was just having fun with Jack. But, like, they weren't even doing anything. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. She says that he's good looking, but in high school, which like true. Then also, Jack gives this like giant speech about how in love with her he is. And, mm. and at some point he says he's completely monogamous. And I was just like, you asshole, you're the one who cheated on Grace with Adrian, <laughs> but he's completely monogamous. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. It's also weird. He says all of that when this is literally the second time they've met. Very weird. Yeah. There are people like that in real life, though. So, like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't like that, but I can't deny that people are like annoyingly like, "Oh, I'm in love." Yeah, when they barely know someone, it happens. I guess that makes sense as like a high school boy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does it? I mean, why not? Yeah, I just said it did, and now I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) Now you're you're going back. Anyway, whatever. so next scene, Molly comes home. She notices that no one ate her stuffed mushrooms. And that was kind of sad. I guess everyone was too busy fighting. She worked so hard on them. Right. Like, she really did. She like 10 minutes to even plate them. No one ate <laughs> shit. Like, are you kidding me? So Ashley tells Molly what happened. 
Then Amy's moping. Molly tells her that she knows that she wants her parents to stay together. So Ashley calls Reverend Judas Priest instead of calling him Judas Iscariot. Okay. And then, then Ashley's like, I didn't even know they had bands back then. <laughs> okay. And then Molly oh. tells Ashley that she needs to accept that her parents are getting divorced. Amy needs to find someone to take care of the baby. Mm-hmm. Um and to mind her own business she's 13 she doesn't know what's best for everyone and then ashley's like and you do so then molly puts her foot down she's drawing a line she says i've been very tolerant of your sarcasm because she knows that she is in pain because so is everyone Mm -hmm. but no one speaks to everyone else like ashley does and she says that it's because she doesn't want to admit how hurt she is and then ashley admits that she is hurting and that she won't talk to her like that again. And I thought it was a very nice. Yeah, Molly it's Ashley a very Molly. fast turnaround for Ashley. Like yeah. as soon as Molly puts her foot down, she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, ideally, that that's how it should have worked, because like they've kind of just been letting Ashley talk all this shit for no reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ashley's been kind of getting it this episode. I mean, Amy just tackled her <laughs> earlier. <laughs> Yeah, Ashley's really being put in her place. Yeah. So after that, like, little mother-daughter moment, we're back at Donovan's. George has eaten so much of their food. Leon says he loves cooking for guys like him. (laughs) Donovan is so happy that George is here. And then George is like, you queens live like kings. (laughs) LMAO. What an ally. Yes. And then George wonders how they can afford to live since like Donovan works at the furniture store with him and yeah. probably doesn't pay him George that much. can't afford to live. <laughs> yeah. And then Donovan says he just does it for fun and then says Leon is wealthy because he designed a line of organic baby clothes a few years ago that caught on. Convenient. And then George says Amy could sure use yeah. organic baby clothes. And then Donnie and Leon ask if Amy would let them adopt the baby. And then they bribe him with some more cake. Yes. <laughs> so that's how we get the title of the episode. Yes. So. Um, so there's that plot line. Yeah. I, and that's something that like, I did not remember, but Anna uh, re-spoiled me about, <laughs> even though I've watched the show before, I didn't remember yeah. that happening. But when Donovan showed up for the first time, she was like, oh, hey, they tried to adopt her baby. I, yeah, we so, completely forgot about that. I was I mean, ready. It's for like this, a really but... short moment. I mean, it extends into the future, though. Like they're gonna try to adopt this baby. But like every other thing in this show, it never comes to fruition. No, I mean so, the baby does come to fruition. Yes, we I'm actually do get that. <laughs> so next scene, Jack calls Grace. He's at her door. He does the same bullshit where he tells her like, oh my God, you're so pure and innocent. Stay away from Ricky. But this time he tells her that Ricky's still sleeping with Adrian. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So next scene, George comes home to put things in the fridge. Amy walks up to him and tells him that Ricky um, doesn't want to take the baby or yeah. Amy talks to him about Ricky not wanting to give the baby up, but can't take care of him either. George says he needs to be in a home where they can be taken care of by people with jobs, savings, and are fairly athletic. 
specifically fairly athletic. Yeah, that's how he but... describes Donnie and Leon. It's like, okay, are you starting to turn for them, George? <laughs> I George mean, they're says, all into it. Yeah, George says it'll all work out if they can just convince Ricky and Molly that it's their idea. Well, specifically that it convince Molly that it's her idea. Yeah, I don't but think like they're if they can also convince, convince Ricky to okay. allow gay people yeah. to adopt the child. So sure. next scene, Grace calls Adrian while Adrian's in bed with Ricky and then asks if she's there. Um, so then she calls him on the house phone and then says, tell Ricky his phone is ringing. You're a bad friend. And then Adrian's just like, okay. <laughs> and then like Adrian has never valued Grace's yeah. friendship, actually. <laughs> and then she tells her to tell Ricky that he's a bad boyfriend. But she still loves him because he'll love her again once he works through all of his issues and doesn't sleep with Adrian to get through the pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And then she tells him to tell Ricky herself. <laughs> so then Ricky picks up his phone that was ringing, um, it expecting it to be Grace on mm-hmm. the other line from the other phone. But it was actually Amy and everyone's surprised. <gasps> Amy puts her foot down and says, I'm having this baby. So I decide what's best and you'll go along with it and then she says that they can raise the child as friends but they're not friends and they won't make good parents and she accepts responsibility for the night that happened at band camp and she accepts responsibility to make the choices for the baby and just asks Ricky to go along with it Mm -hmm. which end of the episode and Amy is the one to give the pregnancy speech again Right, yeah. Last so episode, the, it was uh, Ricky doing. Yeah, because we're done with Ricky's dad plot. So yeah. we're back to usual PSA. Uh-huh. Back to our regularly scheduled Amy pregnancy lecture. <sighs> yep. Um, I thought it was kind of a weird way to end the episode, but okay. I mean, it was. I think it was fitting for the end of an episode. They always try to do something like something yeah, like, dramatic. Ooh, what know. is Amy going to do? Yeah. <laughs> force Ricky to go along with it yeah overall lots of people putting their foot down about yep. different things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um I mean Amy's right like they're not good parents <laughs> no that's for sure and I think Donovan and Leon would have been great parents to this child yeah you know they would have so sad so sad nothing comes to fruition all of this is pointless basically i feel like every like there's so many episodes that like they try to make a plot happen yeah but then nothing happens yeah so it's like why do we even go through the episode like why are we going through any of this when like, amy's just going ben to have a child and, and ricky gonna... have this entire discussion about what they're gonna do with the baby just for amy to be like no, i'm gonna, I'm gonna decide. Make a decision and it's yeah. like okay, well, why did all this happen then? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Well, well, that's the episode. I'm I Carrie. I am? <laughs> Sam, I am. Uh, eggs and ham. Sorry. So in this episode, we learn so much about the gay community. I figured, why not, like, describe 
all of the male characters as gay men in sit and such. So okay. Leon and Donovan, they are twinks. Despite the fact that they are older and normally you lose your twink status as you age, they are for sure twinks. George, on the other hand, he's a total daddy. He's not a bear though, because he's not like fat or muscular. He's just a daddy. Sausage King, on the other hand, he's a bear. That's a bear. Ricky, that's an ally. He's a straight ally, loves the community. I can just tell. Now, Jack, he he's straight, but he has bi wife energy. And I don't know why that moment where like they were talking to Jesus, like it just like Ashley seems like the bi wife. Are they gonna get together? Who knows? Um, Ben is a faggot, and Henry and Mark Molina are incels. And that's all I have to say on that. 